0: Hey everyone. Welcome to the Behind the Scenes Podcast. I'm Jeremy.
1: And I'm Audrey.
0: And on this podcast, we share the messy, honest, unfiltered, and not so curated parts of our life.
1: Think of this podcast as a bunch of bloopers with some truth bombs sprinkled throughout.
0: That's right. We're gonna be taking you behind the scenes of our daily routines, our social media feeds, and what you may or may not have seen on TV.
1: We're gonna be talking relationships, family, faith, business, basically whatever we are learning about, fighting about, or laughing about lately.
0: We're going to be sharing our daily life, our struggles, successes, and our roses and thorns from each week.
1: And we don't want this podcast to just be about us. So we're also going to go behind the scenes with some of the people who inspire us the most.
0: We hope this podcast feels like you're joining us for a campfire.
1: Come hang out. Today on the podcast, we have Jenny and Zach Allen, and we had the honor of meeting them and actually sharing a meal when we were in Dallas on book tour, and they were just so amazing to meet, and we just had such an incredible life-giving conversation with them, Um, just connecting on so many different levels. Jenny Allen runs If Gathering, which is a huge ministry for women. Been around for about seven or eight years. Yeah. And Jenny and Zach together also have a lot of un- other entrepreneurial ventures going on. They've been in ministry for a long time. They have four kids. Zach's, um, Zach's
0: a great businessman, started a lot of projects. I'm yes, sure people he does have heard of
1: a lot of behind the scenes stuff yeah. for IF as well. So we're really excited to talk to them today on the podcast. They're talking all about just, um, really being in ministry together and how they keep their marriage a priority with four kids and busy full lives, um, how they've prioritized community and just the things that they've learned over their 22 years of marriage. So we know that you guys are going to love this episode and we're excited to share our conversation with Zach and Jenny Allen.
0: We had the pleasure of meeting you guys while we were on book tour, where was that? Dallas? Yeah. Austin. Dallas. Yeah, it was Dallas. We met in a hotel lobby and we had (laughs) an amazing time, um, talking with you guys for, I don't know, we stayed up pretty late. It was like 1130 or something when we (laughs) called it quits, wasn't it? We had no idea. We
1: didn't know frame of reference for time at the moment because we were so like, what time zone are we living in right now?
0: Yeah. So that was awesome. So we've got Jenny and Zach Allen here with us. Um, And why don't you guys just tell us and tell the audience who you are, where you live and what you guys do?
2: Yeah. So it's interesting. We do a lot of things. I am um, a writer and a speaker. And I also lead an organization called If Gathering, which we um, have been a part of and, and founded seven years ago or so. And my husband is an entrepreneur as well. We joke that our entire family, all six of us, our entrepreneurs. We raised our kids not on cartoons. We raised them on Shark <laughs> Tank.
3: They're addicted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love that.
2: That's awesome. And so Zach, Zach, tell everybody what you do.
3: Yeah. So I'm a, a serial starter as well. Um, have planted and pastored a church, uh, have started uh, companies overseas uh, in Ethiopia, uh, started nonprofits here and so I just kind of can't help myself. I find myself at the beginning of ventures, and usually I'm pretty good for about the first five years, and then somebody yeah. else is better than me and can take over, and it's
0: best for me oh. to move on. Oh,
3: it's
1: good, I love starter. That. I love that.
0: Yeah, at some point, man, that right there would be an awesome conversation to have. Just how that like process works, because I feel like I don't know the whole starting thing can be easy, and finishing as easy for different people but it's such a different they're such different animals um Mm. and like oj and i we started a couple things and then you know we're not very good at finishing (laughs) so (laughs) it's such an interesting skill to have love that so most of our um audience knows about if probably i'm assuming but wanted to go why don't you guys go in a little bit more just kind of like what that is and exactly kind of you know yeah the process of that
2: so, if gatherings started several years ago because we um saw a need for discipleship in this generation, and the passion of my heart has always been to disciple a generation and and that is something God gave me way before um, there was a platform or even the resources to build a platform and so to watch how far if gatherings reach, we host um, a conference every year that reaches hundreds of thousands of people around the world. And we do that through not through stadiums. We do that through local leaders that say, I want to lead in my place. And and so they lead in their churches, they lead in their homes and women gather that are strangers and become dear friends is such a sisterhood. Awesome. And we just cannot believe what God's done because it it really started fast. I mean, the first year Mm. we sold out in a few minutes. And then we launched to 1500 sites. So it really took on a life of its own from year one. And we have been hanging on ever since. And it's been a beautiful thing just to be a part of something that we know, um, God built because we didn't have a marketing team at that point. We had one staff member. I was not even, um, employed by if at the time, and it was just, um, this wild dream and a lot of people, um, bleeding, heart and soul, you know, to see this happen and still do. I mean, my team, I've got now a team of about, um, anywhere from 15 to 20 people, depending on interns. And it is just such a family and we've loved, loved what God's built here. So
1: yeah, that's amazing. And just so cool that I think it's just beautiful that you've built something that's become, you know, obviously so much bigger than you, but like really empowering people to, you know, have that community and find those deep, rich, you know, friendships and stuff that go beyond like you physically needing to be there, you know? And like, that is just so cool. And like such a beautiful representation of the gospel. And I love that. And Zach, you're involved in if too, a little bit, right? I mean, I'm obviously more than a little bit, but
3: yeah, I'm involved. It's just not good to be on stage all the time to <laughs> an audience. You know, I did find out the first sense. time Jenny drugged me out on stage, I realized this is really intimidating. Like how many how many guys get up on stage with yeah. a room of two thousand just women in the room? Yeah. And so that, that one really caught me off guard, but I'm pretty secure. Uh I can even <laughs> wear pink uh in in the room you know, with women. Yeah. But um yeah, I get to play uh, the role of board chair. Um, I get to uh, the interns, the staff, they call me Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights that that I'm always <laughs> the guy that comes in and I'll come in with the pep talk and um, I kind of have that coach persona. But um, yeah, I play um, some roles kind of as uh, kind of last line of uh, oh, editor before they are putting content out because these women yeah. are putting out a lot of content. And so I'm just kind of the... Yeah. the last line of review um just to make sure that we're putting out uh, good solid content it's
0: yeah awesome. awesome so what do your guys' days kind of look like what, give us a little behind the scenes of like kind of the allen's work day or the allen's household and and you guys mentioned kids how many kids do you guys have again we have 4 4
3: and yes okay
2: yes, just a few so everywhere. we've been married 22
3: years <laughs> yeah wow
2: 22 okay <laughs> we got married That's awesome at 20. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. So we have a
3: 19-year-old boy uh, yeah. who hey. just finished his freshman Boy, he's a young man. He's a man. <laughs> yes. He can grow a beard. He just finished his freshman year, uh, and he's at Texas A&M. Nice. And we have a 17-year-old daughter who's uh, about to be a senior in high school, a 14-year-old daughter who's an eighth grader. And, and
2: then a 10-year-old boy a, from Rwanda that we adopted when he was about almost four. So lots of, lots of very strong personalities in the Allen household. And I would say to your question, every single day looks completely different. Um, with with Zach and I both having multiple jobs and with four kids that are literally in, I mean, we had last year, we had an elementary age, a middle schooler, a high schooler and a college kid. So we've got four totally different, you know, stages of life and, and it's just it is so much fun i think mm-hmm. anybody that um is a part of our life for very long would be like y'all are crazy but it yeah. works somehow and <laughs> yeah.
3: they're like we would never want your lives we'd <laughs> never do your lives but being yeah. around you we see how it works for you guys
2: yeah and so- it, yeah i'm sorry
0: That's i really sorry good. to interrupt i was just going to ask like that sounds awesome and i'm the first thing that comes to my brain is like what you guys do do a lot and you have four kids. And what have you done or built into your lifestyle that's kind of like kept it, how shall I say, fun?
2: Yeah. You know what I mean? Love cause that.
0: like, cause Aj and I, we've gone through, we're actually kind of in a season right now with just the books and stuff of like, it's just chaos. And to be mm-hmm. honest, we're, we need advice on like how to tame the chaos or like what can we do to kind of, I don't know. Make it work. Make it fun again. And so I'm just curious um, if there's anything specific that comes to your guys' mind.
2: Well, I think it helps that we have done a lot of work on our marriage. And I think we told you guys that night, like we had counseling about year five for a year and a half and have continued to when we need to sit down with a counselor. And I know that's not fun, but it actually has made us best friends. And I think that's Mm -hmm. where the fun part is, is because we know each other so well, because we are not easily offended by each other, which was not the case in the beginning, um, I think mm. now it everything we do is really kind of lighthearted and fun. Like he, we there's a there's not a heaviness. I've noticed some people that have been married for a while, um, because that when you're young, you can get away with it. Like if you have some tensions, they're yeah. not layers deep, and so you're not yeah. sitting mm. there with years and years of hurt. When you're, yeah. you know, our our friends that have been married for, you know, anywhere from 15 to, to 20 plus years, you're looking at some layers of hurt. And it's yeah. fun is not a word that you feel when people have not done the work of reconciling and working through um, how to do life together in a really healthy way. And so hmm. um, I think we are so blessed to have that foundation and and have done that work early on. And
3: and I wish we could say it was like strategic, and w- there was wisdom, and hey, we want to invest deeply in the first five years because no. it's going to lay the foundation no. for the next forty. Right? <laughs> we no. did not it, breathe. We did. Yeah. It was. It was conflict. Wow. And was yeah. Pain, and it was hurt, yeah. and it was misunderstanding. It was lack of communication uh, that that sent us there into that room, and 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 it was that room with that third person with that counselor. Hmm. Uh, that um that jenny would say even for me uh a- after this season of kind of 18 months of counseling she's like you're my new husband she calls me her new oh husband, wow uh from uh, on the on the back side of counseling
2: yeah. Wow. yeah wow so i mean the fun yeah you know, i i think we are people who are both like our kind of fun is this like we love Talking with you guys, like dinner that night. I yeah. mean, we love being in intentional conversations and yes. doing yes. things that yeah. matter. Like, we are not the people that are like super lighthearted. In fact, we had to kind of work at that. But, but I think what <laughs> same. <laughs> so, so, so do we? <laughs> yeah, it's like two intense people married, and it's. Yeah. I mean, but but at the same time, like I think our kids would all say we have a really fun family and a fun marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because we are secure and we're safe with each other, and there really is. Um, there's no balance. I mean, to your question, Jeremy, I mean, we don't have any balance now. It's been 22 years and we've been doing ministry hard and fast. Like you guys are doing for the last, you know, eight or so. And, and I okay, can say well, like, it still is pretty intense, but we have, we have learned to carry it lighter and yeah, okay. we, to live in the midst of a lot of important, um, conversations and decisions and leadership you know seasons and and writing and all the heaviness that goes with ministering to people that you want to do you know that right before god you want to do that right um you know before each other and your kids you know you don't want to screw them up there's all these, there's all these big things on the yeah. line yeah. and and I think we've learned to carry that lighter and to really trust that god has our kids i mean the very things we thought would screw them up you know it's mm-hmm. interesting cuz now several of them are old enough to like look back on their childhood and they would say to both, you know, both of our older kids would say, those are the things that made us who we are. Like that, those, oh, you wow. know, like you were afraid that was going to distract from our lives or that y'all being on a mission together would um, be a negative thing. But we were always a part of it. And we really learned to follow God because we were watching you guys. So I think I've learned mm-hmm. to not be scared easily, to, to trust that if we're obeying God and we're in the center of his will, then he's taking care of us, that he's taking care of our kids and somehow it kind of starts to just work out, even though it, it's not yeah, easy.
3: yeah. Our, our lives yeah. Didn't, our lives didn't stop with kids um, <laughs> no, we were on mission as a couple together, and then when God blessed us with kids, those kids became a part of our mission and that's mm. a yeah. that's something that uh, I think that that each one of our kids um, though there are times that you know that they they wish with you know we were both at a a football game or or, or what that, that we had to miss because I think they would say um, they are grateful that their parents didn't stop and build their entire world around their kids, um, mm, yeah they get to be a part of something I love that. Uh, way bigger than just their own lives, their own small lives and so so yeah, so so marry your best friend. Uh, you to talk about fun, marry, marry your best friend and then, and then choose to live on mission together. And, and, and so in those seasons that aren't fun, in those not fun times, one, you're with the person that you would want to have those not fun seasons with, uh, all the time. And then secondly, uh, you can weather anything when you're on mission together.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, because there's something greater than the marriage itself to Mm -hmm. rally behind, Mm -hmm. right? that's right yeah that's good so when you are like in those i feel like for jenny when you were talking about the weight yeah one of
1: the things that she said was uh, we learned to carry it light feel that like right and i'm like how do you learn that (laughs)
0: like how do you learn (laughs) what
1: was the and i would say this is
0: more of audrey's um i don't want to say like burden because that's what we're talking about. But Audrey carries a lot of weight. And I think just because of who I am, I have an easier job of just like, you know, pushing it off a little bit and making myself just, Hey, this is, this should be fun, you know? Um, but together we're definitely more serious people and carry that weight
1: Mm -hmm. for
0: sure. Would you agree, babe? Yeah. So how do you, how do you begin that process (laughs) of making it fun? Well, I was going to ask
1: too, just, you know, when it comes to carrying, when you guys said like, we learn to carry things lighter, what reminders were you telling yourselves or were there people in your life that were helping you do that? Like what did that
2: or perspective how did shift. you
1: shift to that?
2: Yeah, I, I know exactly when mine shifted. And it was um I was at Young Life Camp randomly <laughs> oh. <laughs> um with some friends. We were having a retreat there and I I remember like ironically thinking, I, I cannot do this anymore. Like I just This was
3: as an adult. This was Yeah. An, a young. Yeah, life. yeah,
2: I should say that. It yes. Was, yes. Yes. you're not a camper. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. this yeah. was like <laughs> a few years ago. Um that was the irony of Young Life Camp. Um so yeah, right. I if Gathering had launched a year earlier or so and I had carried it so heavy that I I literally hated it. I did not, I wanted to quit every day. All I wanted to do was make it be over. And I remember like I had, I had fasted, I had prayed, I'd asked other people to pray. I'd done everything I knew to do and I knew I needed to talk to somebody, but I didn't know who. And I remember asking a friend there, you know, who should I talk to? And they said this random person, you know, and, and I was like, okay, but I didn't know that person was there with us. I didn't know anything. I just know that all of a sudden I was talking to, you know, Paul was his name and I was telling him all my problems. I thought he was a counselor. It turns out he is a very, very famous writer. Um, but all the time, <laughs> I for an hour and a half, I just cried to him. I told him everything. Um, and and he said something that really shifted my perspective then. He was like, you know, Jenny, um, I kept saying, I feel like I have the Barbie dream house. Like If gathering uses my gifts, it is it brings together all the people I love. It's reaching the world. Why mm-hmm. in the world do I want to kick it in every day? And he said, Jenny, yeah. why don't you just kick it in? I was like, what are you saying? Like, it is a work of God. And he's, yeah, and, yeah. you know, I was like, and he was like, <laughs> kick it in. he was like, just kick it in. If it's from God, he'll, it'll pop back up. If, mm-hmm. if it's not, you know, he, you just did him a favor. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that is wow. a whole different way to look at ministry in life. And I think yeah. all of a sudden I realized this is not on my shoulders. People were saying things to me that first yeah. year. Like, I hope, you know, I pray that you stay humble. I pray that you you know, are pure hearted mm. about this. I pray you don't have an ego that attaches. And I'm like, well, I do already, you know, like, yeah. I, ruined it already. like <laughs> Those I already have an ego. I'm definitely best, not pure hearted and I do, I'm yeah. not humble enough. Like I was aware of oh, all this. And so I think it was just this constant fear of I'm going to screw this up rather than believing like, no, God holds this together. God did this. God holds it together. I get to walk lightly. And I think that verse in Matthew, um, was where it talks about the yoke is easy. I remember like studying that verse and being like, how is it easy? How is it light? Mm -hmm. I don't, Mm -hmm. I want it to be, but it's not. And, and I realized like I'm next to this huge ox, oxen that's like pushing and pulling. And I'm this little bitty girl next to him and I'm like pushing and pulling. And he's like, that's so funny that you think you're like helping everything along Mm -hmm. here, you know? And I think, I think what shifted was just realizing like I get to rest, not because it's not important that what we do and it's not because there's not a lot on the line, but it's because God is actually pulling and, and causing this to happen. And I get to watch and, and play more of a um, support role to this huge ox that I don't have to um, make it, make it myself. And I think that was where everything started to shift.
3: So that's kind of the the theological, the the identity uh, piece. There's also, there's also just a real practical, logistic uh, how do we make life work in the midst of this chaos and i would say mm-hmm. 22 years into marriage like both wisdom and consequences are great teachers one of them just hurts more than the other yeah, right yeah, yeah, and we would so- love Amen. to say that we're going <laughs> to heed wisdom um but 22 years in we can say that a lot of our, 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 our most of our wisdom uh is because of consequences and there mm-hmm. were seasons when we said yes to too many things And but what we always did is we viewed our lives uh, as a semester at a time, uh, as a commitment of a semester at a time, knowing that we could for four months, we could do anything, even if it was too much. We would just need to reevaluate that at the end of that semester. And uh, we like running hard, but we would get to the end of semesters and said, no, that's too much. We'll never do that again or we won't do it that way again. And so, Hmm. um, 22 years in, I, I, I I hear what you guys are saying and I'm going, well, there's just some of that, that you're going to learn yourselves that you can heed from other people, but you're just going to have to go through it because you're different people. Uh, you're different than us, uh, but, but you're, you have a high capacity and when you have a high capacity, uh, you tend to not want to say no or not think that you have to say no to anything because you just think that you can do it. And uh, and we can't. We're human, uh, and right. and God may remind us that of that uh, with some pretty significant breakdowns, or maybe even some burnout, uh, as mm-hmm. both Jenny and I have experienced.
1: And I think, like we just had some friends remind us of this That's the so other good. day, because I'm so exactly like you said, Zach. I feel like I'm wasting an opportunity, or it or like an act of, or God. yeah, <laughs> exactly <love> like <laughs> what it's an act of God, and I can't let it go and. And I need to be a good steward. I feel this like really big burning in my heart that like, I have to steward what the Lord's given me well. But then like we had these friends that remind us the other day, well, Audrey, are are you stewarding your body well and rest well and your marriage? Like, you know, you think that you need to be a good steward of these opportunities and these these, you know, maybe yeah. more sparkly, shiny things. But what about the things that I'm doing in you that aren't so sparkly and shiny, but we you still really need to be a really good steward needed of. to hear that. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> Probably should plaster uh, that on my forehead. I would say
0: like, honestly, we're kind of at this exact spot right now in our personal, I didn't, we weren't intending to talk about that or this at all, but like we're seriously like kind of in this tension right now of like a lot going on. There's a lot of things Maybe we need to as Jenny said, like kick some in and see see what comes out on the other side, you know um, but we're kind of in that we're totally in that tension, and I'm curious, Zach, like do you feel the burden the same way Jenny does, or you guys feel it differently?
3: Oh, yeah, because um you know my job is uh is to serve our family and 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 lead our family, and so uh everything that Jenny says yes to um you, you know, yes I'm, I'm a part. I'm a part of, and Jenny mm-hmm. brings me yeah. everything and every opportunity. We're making decisions yeah. as a couple, uh, and Jenny's not going to. She's not ambitious. She's not running out on her own. She's coming to me and saying, uh, "What is? What does our family need to commit to? How do we serve God in this season? Is this something that's necessary? Do we feel like He's called us to, or is it just another opportunity? Because no one, yeah, no one is creating boundaries." for you. Nobody's creating yeah. boundaries for us.
2: Well, and yeah. just to apply this to everybody, because some people are like, I wish I had an opportunity. I yeah. mean, this applies to, as your kids get older, sports. I mean, I think, oh my gosh, yeah. I think there's a pull on all of our lives to be busy like there's never been in any generation before. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. so I think that where everybody can hear this and relate is we are the deciders of our lives. Like we, I, Mm -hmm. I, we have a joke around our office and at home, like we are the bosses. Like we always say it because it's like, we get to decide, like, we don't have Mm -hmm. to be subject to everybody's desires for us. And, Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes it starts to feel like there's something running your life besides you. And, Mm -hmm. and we often pull away, in fact, probably for sure the beginning of every year, but honestly, it's probably more like two to three times a year. We'll kind of pull away and evaluate and look ahead and we'll, we'll look, you know, sometimes pretty far, but lots of times it's just at the immediate and go, what can go like, let's clear off this week or this month. And so we are the people, and this is not everybody. Everybody has different patterns that work for them, but we are rest hard, play hard, work hard. So when we okay. work hard for a season, we can I put all my travel within 6 weeks because I yeah. like to be home and lazy and in, in routine with my workouts and my friends and community group and church. I like to have those rhythms. So what I've done is just put all my travel into a small space so that I have several months at home so I can actually experience okay. a rhythm. Otherwise, you know, some people love traveling, you know, two times a month, three times a month. That was throwing me off all through the year because I just would get home and settled and unpacked. And then I'd have to do it again. So, you Mm. know, you kind of have to find what works for your family. How many sports can your kids play? What, what are your commitments outside of the house? Because everybody's capacity is different and everybody, how they rest is different. But I, I think what you're saying, Audrey, is really important and good as, as far as, um, those rhythms, God, works in rhythm like he he Mm. built a week and he knows that there's a season of rest and he commanded sabbath rest was not optional it is not optional for us he he says this is Mm -hmm. um required like all humans need this and so i think that um what i've learned is you know, I kind of look at community and rest and all these things in the Bible. And it's like, as an ideal, like, oh, we need to work towards this. And Mm -hmm. he's like, no, it is like, you are, you will not make it. Like you will crumble. This is a necessity. (laughs) Yeah. So I think those rhythms of rest and community and, and, um, and just being home are, they matter. And, and you know, what's cool. I mean, you look at, um, at John 15 and he talks about pruning and, and the Mm -hmm. rhythms, there's a great, um, documentary. That was is so boring, but it's so beautiful and how boring it is. <laughs> and I think it's on Netflix, but it's called something about Burgundy. It's it's like a year in Burgundy, and it shows the um, the rhythm of the planters and um, the winemakers and the vineyard and the vinekeepers. And it shows like each month, and, it, and you know, there's a whole three four months that those things are sitting there dormant. In fact, they don't even mm. pick up the the weeds around it. Like they let those things rest and. And yeah. they give it a big off season. And I'm like, that is exactly what God, um, how he built us to is to have seasons where we're not putting, you know, the next thing out, we're not producing. And it mm-hmm. feels like everything's dormant.
1: Yeah, we, that resonates so, so just, much, everything yeah. about what you just said, like, my word for this year is abide and John 15. I was like reading it every day the first couple months of the year. And yeah. it's just, I mean, we're totally in a season right now. We've been running hard for a long time. And I, we just yeah. said, we said at the beginning of the summer, like this summer, Jeremy kind of claimed as our summer of systems of like, we need to go back to just what are how what are our systems and like kind of the boring stuff that we haven't focused on for a while, but really will help us be able to then run hard again in another season but we need to slow the heck down to be able to do that and that's kind of like the season of life we're in right yeah.
2: now so.
0: taking a quick break from this episode again to remind you guys that we have partnered with audible and you can download a love letter life audiobook for free so all you gotta do is go to audibletrial.com backslash rolloff and that will sign you up for a free 30 day trial, which you can cancel at any time of course. You get access to 180,000 other books and you get your first book for free. We hope you make that a love letter life. So if you wanna get our book, the full thing, no strings attached for free, all you gotta do is go to audibletrial.com backslash off. That is our personal code for you guys. And you can download it for free. So, hope you do that. Hope you take advantage of that, and that's helpful. Getting back to the episode,
1: um, yeah, well, it can so totally resonate
0: to, to everyone. Just with this is the generation of busy. Like yeah. we pride.
1: We over glorify it
0: over anything and everything. It's it's Mm -hmm. a stat. It's the new status symbol. Like, Hey, how you doing busy? You know? And like, if you don't say busy, you're somehow like less American or less human.
2: Yeah.
0: And yeah. that's got, I think that's gotten us into a lot of trouble for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And our kids are going to feel it right. Like, One thing about them is they're wired similarly. What's what's interesting about our kids. And, and I think everybody's got to factor that in like, who are you stewarding? I mean, our kids are great because they want to go with us. They want to be a part of things. Um, They are all four kind of goers. And, and yet we've almost had, uh, you know, it's interesting now that we sent one to college, and we see that in his life, we're like, you know, you notice, like, oh no, like we didn't teach him to rest well, you know, like, oops, um, yeah. you know, like he's changing the world yeah. out there. But, um, but so I, yeah. I think, you know, yeah. I do think that's one of one of the things I've noticed as he's gone off is, you know, it was the it, it, that was something it wasn't our strength. But I, I, you know, what I rest in is we all are screwing up our kids. Just accept it. Like we're all <laughs> doing it. We're all sinners. They're sinners. Like we're screwing them up. And in that still. God will move and work, and and I rest in that because there are so many things that I think as parents we did well and right, but there are a lot of things that we didn't. And I think as we look back now on our sons, you know, raising him, uh, we love who he is. We all like each other. I'm like the big wins are there. He loves God. I'm like, hey, the big rocks are there, yeah. but yeah, yep. we mess some things up, but it's okay. And I think if I were yeah. to tell you guys, watching you um, start a family, just take that, that fear and that guilt, you know, and set it somewhere else because it is, we will mess them up and almost, you know, it's not that you plan to, but you just know you will. And, yeah. and yet you're going to do the best you can and God is going to make up for the rest. And there's something, um, that just helps me rest in that as we're going. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: really good. Okay. So I have to ask, cause you guys obviously, Been in ministry together for a long time, married 22 years, four kids, all in different seasons of life. So Jeremy and I talk a lot about relationships on our podcast. How do you guys make time for you? Is it, and I'm sure it's changed over the years in different seasons of life. You know, do you guys do weekly date nights? Did you at one point? Now it's monthly. Do you have yearly times where you get away together? Do you have like check-in points throughout the day? Like what is your guys's cadence for you know staying connected and making your marriage our priority amidst a very busy life full life
3: yeah so we've never stopped dating i don't think Mm -mm. we haven't right every week
2: just about we have a date night that's
3: amazing it's harder when uh you have younger kids Um, it's more expensive (laughs) it's more expensive for sure um (laughs) now that our kids are older um Feels like that we have more freedom uh, to do that, mm. but yeah. um, we love exploring the new restaurants in town or or what or, or just came came up. And when you're married to your best friend, you don't even have to have a great agenda. Uh, it's just that yeah. you're intentional by blocking off time that shows that they're that important to you. And then mm-hmm. you um, you go pick a restaurant and you sit down and spend two hours. And sometimes. There are pressing things that need to be talked about that can't with kids at your feet. Yeah, um, But other times it's not. And, um, mm. and so I would say the first, the first thing is just never stop dating.
2: Well, and I'll yeah. say this, that, that there is, um, we were, you know, my, <laughs> my daughter said one time, y'all are too in love. And I was like, okay, okay, I feel so sorry. (laughs) How old was she? Go get you counseling. This was recently. Um, And and it was like, it was kind of like, I want you to pay attention to me. And I was like, I I think, (laughs) um, I think we were never afraid. Yeah. I'm like, we were never afraid to prioritize each other in front of our kids. And Mm. whether it was, we were having a conversation and it was like, Hey, we're talking, go away. Like, and and we rubbed it in. We were like, we are in love. Leave. Like we we yeah. we, we rubbed it in that we had a relationship and it came before them. And yes. I don't mm-hmm. know that that is something that people talk about enough, that that actually oh, yeah. brings great security to kids. And our kids mm-hmm. would all say, you know, most days that they love our marriage and they hope to have a marriage like ours. And I think, you know, when they're young, you feel like, oh, they, you need to be there for every little thing. And that they need and every cry. And we were like, you know, um, we, we took our, that little carrier everywhere. And when there were two carriers, we took it, we went on, we, I remember being at macaroni growth, you know, a a toddler and a, and a, and no, it wasn't super romantic, but like, we, we didn't care. And we didn't care that we were those people annoying everybody else. Like we just, Hmm. we kept going and we kept living and we didn't let the fact that we had two young kids like keep us from, um, going out to eat and being together and playing and, and yeah, going on adventures yeah. together, you know, we just still went. And I think I'm, I'm I glad that. that we did that and didn't feel paralyzed. There were certainly days that it felt too hard to go to do anything. Mm-hmm. We just, you know, let's stay in our pajamas and let's be at home. And, and we have lots of those days. But I just think um, because from a young age, they always went with us. They were always pretty flexible kids that could go. And so um, I think just not being afraid to play well together, to rest well together and to to work together too. And so our kids watched us um, be such a team and, and they knew, you know, we're on the outside of something here. Like we're part of this, but we're also on the outside. And, and then, you know, now that they're leaving for college, I remember the day that I dropped off Zach, I posted a long thing on Instagram. I think it's still up under my, because it was just, I was crying we were, we were driving home and I was just weeping, like leaving our son and our family changing. And, and what I wrote about that night was like, but my, I'm with my best friend and like our marriage always came first and I'm not losing him. And I mean, granted, mm-hmm. one day I could, like I'm not saying that's a sure thing, but I think what mm-hmm. we, yeah. when we put our hope in our kids and we build our whole world about, around them, the problem is we're supposed to be building them to launch them. Like they they yeah, will eventually yeah. in the in the ideal <laughs> right. like we're healthy parents and they're healthy kids. The ideal is we launch them into the world and they go build their own lives. So I think yeah as those that are toward the end of that um we can say that actually turned out to be a good move and it provides mm. them a world where they can go launch from and not worry about us or our marriage or what's going to happen um if I'm not the center of their world. Yeah, that's really good. I love
0: all of that. Yeah, and, and is
1: not said enough. And when it is said, it's such a delicate thing to talk about yeah. because people are just like, whoa, whoa, what do you whoa, mean whoa, you're whoa. not putting yeah, your kids? It feels heretical. And, it's and they're like, hold on. Like, um, actually, no. like yeah. okay, yes, we're still going to feed it, it the like, newborn. It makes like,
0: so much sense. Out yeah. of a healthy marriage comes a healthy family. Mm-hmm. It's the bedrock, the foundation. And it's so, so cool to hear said so plainly.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, it sounds like we like really abandoned good. them a lot. We... We actually um,
0: no, like I mean, our no, kids. We're those all. people
2: that, like, shockingly, yeah. like, actually enjoy and like our kids. Um, so it's not hard for us to prioritize them. But I think we just always knew our marriage comes before them. And and I again, that's the thing I don't think is said enough that that's yeah. that's good and right and it's good for them. Yeah,
0: yeah. definitely. So um, has your guy? Let's back up a little bit. I want to hear a little bit about your guys' love story. So when did you guys get engaged and have you had mentors, you know, kind of helping you guys along through, through, I guess, perspective shifts as you, you know, battle the road to oneness or when did you guys get engaged? When did you guys get married and just kind of catch us up a little bit on that, that, that story?
3: Yeah. So we were little baby children, as Jenny said, when, (laughs) when we met and fell in love, we were 19 years old. Um, Working at CanaCut camps in Branson, Missouri, we were both counselors there and met and just started a friendship. And that friendship was was really around, you know, what books we were reading yeah. and what God was teaching us. Uh, and that's what initially attracted. I mean, gosh, she was cute, but <laughs> but what really attracted me to her was that i had never had conversations on a spiritual level that were so deep and rich and life-giving and challenging like i would leave a conversation with jenny and i would want to go grow i would want to to learn more i would want to know more about god i would want to know him with the same passion uh that she did and so she spurred me on and so I knew early on that, hey, whether this girl was, uh, I didn't even have a category, would she be my wife? But but what I knew is that my standard of uh, of the type of woman that I would love to spend the rest of my life with, uh, it just went up six notches. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so that's where our relationship started at Canna Cut Camps. We went on one date uh, during that month that we were working together. And uh, and then kind of uh, split up. Uh, saw each other one more time that summer of 1995. Is <laughs> we're that right? Y'all born? Yeah. yeah, we were barely <laughs> <I can't>. born. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah, uh-
1: <laughs>
3: and uh, and so and we dated long distance. So I was headed to play football at a little school in East Tennessee called Carson Newman, and Jenny was a cheerleader at the University of Arkansas. And we were 11 hours apart, wow. and we saw each other about once every two months, but. We talked on land, we talked on landlines. We didn't talk (laughs) on cell phones. Yeah. Uh, We had big, long distance bills. Uh, And we, and you know what we did? One of the unique things we did in that first semester of dating is that we kept a prayer journal that um, Mm. we would pray prayers of what God was teaching us, how we were praying for each other. And we would keep it for like two weeks at a time. And then we'd put it in the mail and send send to the other person. So I don't know. What is it, Jenny? You think we have a year? Yeah, a, a year.
2: Look at that. Prayer
3: journals. How yeah, long? Of, yeah. Wait,
2: so how long of long distance did you do? We did two years. So one okay. year over a year we were dating and then nine months of engagement. And, okay. you know, then we get married and we've never lived in the same town. And that was something. So we did you graduate before worked, you got yeah. married?
3: We were. No, no. Oh no, we were 20. We were, so young. We were a okay. month before turning 21. We couldn't rent a rental car. Oh on our God. honeymoon. Oh wow. <laughs> oh <my gosh.
2: laughs> we were little babies. Anyway, yeah, so we but we were so madly in love and we we get, you know, where we wake up together and I'm like, oh no, like I don't even know you. And <laughs> and it was just that first year was awkward and I don't know what we did. We were so young. But I do <laughs> think um I do think, you know, God gave us kids young. And so we really Mm -hmm. grew up fast. I think that's, you know, some people grow up before they meet and get married and some people grow up together and we grew up Mm -hmm. together and it was a little messy that way. But I do feel like, um, it was, it was special because we were so poor. Oh my gosh. You know, everybody (laughs) has this or, or, you know, their parents have those stories. Like we were tuna fish and red beans and rice and like (laughs) we were so poor. But it was, um, it was really bonding too, just having to adventure together and figure it out. We didn't have any family near us and
1: it was fun. You didn't have family near you even after you had your first?
2: Yeah, we really just recently moved near family. We have uh, not regularly lived near family and, uh, you know, year here, year there, but it, yeah, it's been it's been sweet to be back near family. That's something that, um, God called us to go start this church and to to build in Austin. And I, we don't have a regret about that, but I do, you know, we are very close to our families and I do miss that, that our kids didn't get to be raised, you know, around the block from, from their grandparents.
0: Yeah. Did you guys have community at that time? just curious yeah
2: we did we did but it looked so different because we were in college you know and so nobody else yeah. It. Everyone's it was so so transient. yeah um yeah so it was unique and i think it was kind of um one of those seasons that we had friends but we didn't have friends together you mm-hmm. know but we each had kind of our bible study and our people that were investing in us and we had mentors we had a few older couples for sure in our lives that is something that we've always sought out pretty quickly yeah is older people to pour into us and to help us with the next season, whatever that is. And it is, yeah, it's, it's just required again, one of those things that I just don't know how people live without that because um, you don't know how to handle something unless you've talked to somebody that's been through it. So it, yeah, we've always had those people
1: that's what it so just out of curiosity what does community look like for you guys right now like in the season of life that you're in you know kids are older kind of maybe doing their own things or finding their own communities now or starting to yeah what well, is
0: and i'm going to yeah. i'm going to tag um tag that question also like a lot of people uh, write in and they ask, how do you find community? Yeah. So if Cause you we have, talk yeah,
1: about it
2: so right, much on the podcast, if the you importance have, of it. Yeah.
0: Any insights there too? Like how to start looking for that, where to go.
2: Isn't that interesting? Yeah. That actually I'm launching a podcast soon and that is the first thing we're tackling because it's the number yeah. one question I get too. And yeah. I, I, it, it is hard and I get it. We just moved and started over with older kids and, yeah. um, and we started, um, over in Dallas for a lot of different reasons, primarily to do with our younger two kids and needs that they had. And it is just so all the feelings you have, you know, when you show up your first day of school and middle yeah. school, like all those feelings just are the exact same. I mean, I, I mm. show up in Dallas and I'm, you know, going to lunch with some new girls or I'm going on a walk and I'm thinking, I don't think she likes me. And oh, you know, I'm yeah, feeling yeah. all the same <laughs> well, things. So yeah. It was good for yeah. me. Um, to to go back through that and to realize like how hard because of course in Austin we lived there 12 years so we had these friendships that mm-hmm. really dated back to the beginning and we started a church together and so there were yeah. deep friendships that were easily built through that yeah and then but but what I realized with without a catalyst like that without college without a common interest that you're mm-hmm. or a risk that you're taking together like church planning it really is hard to prioritize friendship and to really mm-hmm. make it a part of your life and so I do think that. The challenge we had was just you, we have to be the intentional ones. Nobody's going to call us. Nobody's going to prioritize us. We have to go about the work of this and we committed, we committed to do it. And then you have to submit yourself to community that you may not have everything in common with that. You may feel like not completely understood every time, you know, you open your mouth. And so we chose a small group about six months after being here. And we had really prayed about it and not just jumped in one, but kind of gone to dinner with several of the couples and, and you know, researched it a little. So I'm not yeah, saying you just yeah, jump in one. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um,
2: but then once we committed, we have met. So the girls meet every week and as couples, we meet every other week and the guys meet every week. So it's a huge, major commitment. We do everything. Um, we talk about everything together. If we get in a fight, they're going to hear about it. If um you know we brought each other's um we brought our finances to each other in black and white on paper and talked through our giving and and what we spend money on we, Oh wow um and we we do it all and yeah. and I will say it is the most um deep committed friendships and community that 's intentional we 've ever seen, and wow. we believe in it. We think that is how God meant for us yeah. to live amen, but it takes a lot of work and submission, and it takes getting over this idealistic view of friendship that. You just, you know, it's it basically. I think in our heads, is this glorified separate travel club, where you know, where yeah. you just have yeah. so much fun together, and you do all this fun stuff. Well, who really feels close to people you only have fun with? You yeah. always feel closest to people you've gone through stuff together with.
1: Yeah. So I think yeah.
2: we have to not be afraid of the hard parts of friendship. Yeah, that's oh, super that's,
1: good.
0: And there's yeah. a famous quote about community that this reminds me of. And I'm not saying this is true this for your situation. If you're going to say it, no, this is famous, babe. This is like. At least it's not, I don't know, not I don't the know thing who to I give credit to it. No, it's okay.
1: community. Because last time you are like, this is the famous quote, and I'm like, you know that I said
0: community. Say it. Just say it.
3: Community. We are oh, sitting
2: on the end of our chair. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> community isn't community until someone was there that you wish wasn't.
2: I said that. You said
1: that? Oh. <laughs>
0: yes.
2: Every time you <laughs> oh say gosh, that, you're this like, is this is so a famous quote. And I'm like, quote no, it's not why. that good. Oh, I'm quoting my, my wife.
0: God. I love quoting my I love this
2: so much. You know what, Audrey? I'm going to say it's a famous quote. That it's is a famous, Jenny. You. <laughs> it should be. That is a really good line.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, because everyone's just like, you know, everyone's looking for a utopian community of just bliss, you know? But like there's always gonna be someone in a rich, good community that's there that you wish wasn't, because that's the person that's gonna probably grow you the most. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yep. And like, so yeah, I mean, we definitely we had just recently moved back not too long ago. And so like getting reintegrated well, into a new community. some context,
0: we had really strong Biblical community in Bend. And it was like family. And it was one of the most beautiful, growing, challenging, um, but in a good way, like seasons of life we by far that we've ever been in. And then we moved back to Portland because we had our daughter, Ember, and family's here, grandparents are here, and
1: different kind of community. Different kind
0: of anyways, it was a very, very, very challenging move. And we've, we've been in the process of kind of finding that community here. And so we have committed to a group and it's been really good and awesome. Um, but it is super tough. So the one, so you said one thing is like, you just have to commit, obviously not blindly, but, um, want to unpack like a way or two someone might, I guess, a little bit practically find community. Zach, you can jump into. Did that make sense? that I lay that question out appropriately?
3: Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that there's a secret other than take initiative yeah. to go be around to other people. Um, yeah. As as Jenny said, like if you've experienced that deep, rich kind of community, don't assume that other people have. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and so, understand that what you've experienced. You're probably going to have to initiate and lead to create that same type of environment because hmm, you're the only one. Like you you uh, you can't ex- uh, you can't teach that community. Yeah, that's that's not taught. That's caught, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. uh, and so uh, one, you can't expect like there, there's just seasons. There's just certain groups that have certain type of chemistry. God does certain things in groups, so you can't expect. That yeah. group and that experience to from Bend to be in Portland as mm-hmm. well. God has a, a unique community and a, and a different experience for you. But um, yeah, there's, I don't think there's, there's secret. There's yeah. um, finding people um, that want the same thing that you want, um, mm-hmm. uh, that are willing to be vulnerable uh, and humble about their sin, uh, that want to be on mission, that, that want to be spurred on, that want to be called out, uh, when they're distracted by the things of the world, or, yeah. um, they're sitting in a conflict with their spouse or, or their other friends and aren't willing to work through it. And there's bitterness. And so you want people around you that on your worst of days will call you out, will yeah. bring you back in, um, that, you know, will offer you grace, but they'll also offer you truth. Uh, yeah. you want those people. And so, and so, yeah, um, don't expect them to ever come to you. That, Yeah, that's basically it.
2: And don't be afraid to build what you hope for. So let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. You you can be brave and say, you know what? I don't feel like we've been going very deep as a group. I don't feel like I've been fully vulnerable. And then guess what happens next? They'll be like, what do you mean? And then you have to go first, you know? (laughs) And I've learned like, if I want to have good friends, I almost always have to go first. Mm. And it's never easy. And it's always Awkward. It still, I will, I will get so awkward about it. I mean, I've done this a bunch. I've done this on stages and in microphones for a long time. I've gone first, but but I still get so uncomfortable and awkward about it when I do it with new friends. So I think what what we've got to realize is that there is there is just an awkward stage to getting close that you have to be brave and kind of share um, who you really are and what you really struggle with because until that happens you're having a surface you know relationship that will never really change you and and be what you need it to be
1: right yeah it's almost kind of like so good in dating like in our book we talk we have this chapter called like every wall must fall and it's like eventually in your dating relationship you gotta let your walls down to be known so that you yeah. can be loved and it's the same thing with community in order to like love each other better and meet each other's needs and grow each other and challenge each other You have to let your walls down, but that's going to merit some awkward conversations along the way, just like you said, Jenny. So,
0: Hey, we want to take another quick break to let you guys know about a communication tool for marriage that has helped transform thousands of marriages around the world. And it's been heralded as the best communication tool for marriage, the Marriage Journal. It's a weekly check-in, and it starts with a short word of encouragement and then goes on to a calendar where you're able to communicate about the week ahead, everything you have going on, just take note and write about anything you guys have coming up. Then there are six weekly questions, which is the core of the journal. You go through these six questions and record each other's answers to them. And you do this every week. So for Aj and I, we pick a day a week where we do this. Ours is on Sunday. Uh, For example, some of the questions are, What's one thing I can do for you this week? What's one thing that was hard for you this week? What's a dream, craving, or desire that has been on the forefront of your mind? You get the idea. These six questions help to facilitate healthy conversations so you can understand each other better in order to love each other more. Also, it just got a whole new look. So we redid it, redesigned it, and I have to say it looks awesome. So you can head on over to the marriage journal. .com to check it out. Also, because you're listening to this on the podcast, we're hooking you up with a 10% discount code. All you got to do is use podcast10 and you can get 10% off. Again, you can check out The Marriage Journal at themarriagejournal.com. All right, back to the episode.
1: That's really good. Yeah, that's um, good. I we had this question and I just wanted to ask you guys because we've been asking this, or I've been asking this to people in, in my life personally, but um, just curious to hear from you guys over the years. What's something that you each have learned from each other that has refined you more into the image of Christ?
2: So the thing that the thing that Zach does for me that I think I've learned so much from is he is very steady and he is not easily shaken. So he, he really believes the best about people, about situations, and about God. He doesn't doubt. He doesn't, he's not tossed, you know, that verse in James, he's not tossed waved away. To wave. Like he mm-hmm. really is just a steady, faithful human. And I, I am a little more emotional and dramatic, and I'm a lot more up and down. And he has let me, um, he has let me do that. He's, he hasn't tried to control that. But he's mm-hmm. always spoken truth to it. And he's always calmed me down in that because he, um, he allows me to vent and he allows me to kind of spin out and do my thing. And then he kind of lovingly lets me come back to God and gives me space for that. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that I've learned a lot about with kids and even in ministry, um, giving people space to land in the right place and not control it and not mm-hmm. force it. Um, even though maybe it's really clear what needs to happen. And I think that space is why I feel so safe in our marriage and I can really bring him anything. That's really good. That's really good.
0: That's
3: really good. Did,
2: good that's really good. that's really good. You're good That's really good. What about you, Zach? Um, Wait, before uh, Zach- for
3: me, um, so I fell in love with Jenny's passion, her passion for God, her passion for life, her passion uh, to squeeze every ounce out of life uh, that she could um, that's who I fell in love with. Um, part of what sent us to counseling is because I was the more uh, steady person and she was the passionate person. Once we got married, I realized that um, i couldn't control uh, that passionate person and, uh, and 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 so I began trying to make her into who I was. Uh, And she started dying to who God made her to be. And so the very thing that I fell in love with and what attracted me to her is what I was trying uh, to get rid of. And so that was part of uh, what sent us Hmm. to counseling. Um, Hmm. It was really rooted out of um, an insecurity in me. Um, And, and so I can say uh, now secure in who I am and how God, Made me uh, that that is again the greatest um, attribute of Jenny that that points me to God and her passion and her zeal uh, and her desire to uh, just run recklessly uh, to use yeah. her days on this this earth um, uh, for the kingdom of God and so um, so yeah that 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 spurs me on yeah um, and, and she she gets after it.
0: Yeah, love That's that. Really good. I have a follow up question for Jenny. So, how does Zach like do that? A little bit more specifically, like create space and time for you, calm you down, <laughs> reground you. I mean, is it a day? Sure, a are week? you
1: asking for a friend? I am asking for a friend here.
0: <laughs> is it a day a
2: week? Is it? Oh, a, dude, a, y'all gotta go to lunch. So here, because <laughs> he's so good at it. Um, here's here's what I would say is. I can picture your face. You're kind of making it right now where you like lean back in your chair. You realize, okay, this is going to go for a little while. And so you, you lean back in your chair, <laughs> oh, yeah. and you, settle oh, yeah. in. you settle in and you are not, I love this. It's, it's also something that's good for parenting is just to, to not get on the roller coaster with the person. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, watch them ride it and be like, okay. Um, yep. and then, but it's not condescending or I don't regularly feel that way. I'm not saying I've never felt that way, babe. Um, but then yeah. it's, it's like, okay, you know, and he listens. And sometimes that's honestly enough. Sometimes after I'm done, I'm like, okay, I feel better. Um, and then sometimes mm-hmm. he, I need him to say something and, and he, mm-hmm. you know, 22 years, dude, you, you, you figure it out. Like he knows usually when I need, um, you know, like the other day, this is funny. This is really funny. I had had the best few days. I mean, i turned in a book a few weeks ago or days ago and I was free and I was home and I was like kicking booty. I was like cleaning out the mudroom. I mean, whoever cleans out their mudroom, like I was (laughs) kicking booty and, and I'd had these great days. And then for whatever reason, I like crashed and burned and I could not get out of bed. And I was watching suits in my bed and I was so mm-hmm. depressed. And he came in the room and I was like, it was like the middle of the day. And I'm like, I just, I just, I just, I just, and everything's bad. And like, I started basically without even realizing it, quoting Ecclesiastes where it's like, you know, I was like, we love our kids and we invest in them and they leave us and, and we clean out things and it just messes <laughs> up again. And like, I was just in the pit of despair oh. and who mm-hmm. knows even why. And, and he looked at me, he was like, get out of bed. And I was like, no, I'm not getting out of bed. He goes, get out of bed and get dressed right now. And I was like oh, – no. and this is literally like two days ago. Um, and I was like, I'm not getting out of bed. And he's like, okay. And he starts heading out. And then I was like, well, what would happen if I got out of bed? He knows me. So I was like, okay, I'll get out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> so I get dressed. And then he takes me out and we go get – the best sushi and we sit and we talk for an hour and he knows that all he's got to do is just get me out of my feeling. Sorry for myself. And the sky is falling. Like put me in a restaurant I love with, with him and like we're having the best time. And all of a sudden, you know, and sometimes he's pulling me out of bed and like just making me go for a walk, you know? Um, But I think it's just so good that, that sometimes you just need like, you need, a boss you need somebody that's like not going to let you sit in your junk and yeah and he's that for me and then some days he's the good listener but um but you know it's not like it never leads to a fight let's be real yeah my, my yeah. answer
3: jeremy <laughs> is what i've learned in 22 years is to learn the learn to trust the holy spirit in my wife is mm-hmm. that i my job is not to be the holy spirit to bring conviction on my yeah. wife there are times that I tell her what I believe is truth, and give her truth. There are other times uh, when I don't, uh, because I'm trusting that the Spirit of God lives in her, and yeah. I trust that, and she will she will have conviction on the things that she needs to have conviction on. And so I don't have to force that <laughs> and try to be the Holy Spirit. Now I, I don't do that perfectly all the time, for sure. Yeah, of course, but I have learned uh, that it goes well. Uh, when I trust okay,
1: the work yeah. and spirit in her. Truth bomb right there. That's
3: good.
0: <laughs> That's
1: super That's good. good. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I know we're out of time. So we got one more question for you guys. And this is kind of just a way uh, people can, I don't know, like we like to say, go behind the scenes a little bit with you guys. So just uh, about the last week, last month, um, we like to ask people what their roses and thorns were, aka highs and lows. So it can be as short as you want as long as you want, um, just one give, rose give us a little thorn. insight to your week, your life. So what was the thorn kind of that happened this last week? Yeah,
2: Start with the thorn so you can end on the high note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So my thorn was my low day.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this
2: guy is falling. And I think that's just par for the course. Like I think one thing I've learned because in the middle of it, I'm analyzing it and trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I think I just realized that, you know what? There are just some days that are hard and it is life. Mm -hmm. and I don't need to analyze it. I just need to do the things I know that are healthy and right. And I think that's what Zach wanted for me that day. And it turned out to be a better day. Um, But I think when we feed our flesh, I mean, just think of Romans eight, like when we feed our flesh and our minds are set on things of this world, it leads to sin and death. And when we set Mm -hmm. our minds on the things of the spirit, it leads to life and peace. And I think Mm -hmm. what Zach will watch sometimes is I'll just kind of sink into setting my mind on the flesh and, This world and whether it's distraction or whether it's just, you know, being down or depressed for a season, I think, um, there is still a placement of my heart and my mind and where I can put it. And, and so my high is my daughter, Kate is just so much fun. We got to go on a date and this week, and we just had the best time together. And she really is one of my very best friends. That's, that's what you have to look forward to, guys, is you raise yeah. these humans and, and then they become friends. And that's she so really cool. is one of my favorites. And yeah. so we got to go out to eat this week and just, I don't know, I just feel like um, I, I am really blessed to mm-hmm. have these kids that I like. And so far, I think they like me. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's Amen. so cool. That's a good thing.
0: That's so cool. Especially that's really encouraging. And, and like Ember's personality is starting to like really come out in the, yeah, I mean, she's like, almost two. We have a so. two year
1: old now,
2: pretty much. Oh yeah. And <laughs> it's a little human, y'all. And
0: it's just so cool to start, you know, in a healthy way, prospecting like, wow, is she into this? Like what's she gonna, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what's her attitude like? It's, it's been, uh, it's been fun the last couple of months. So that's cool. Yeah. Zach, you I got know. anything? Mm.
3: Oh, Jenny, Jenny really covered it. I think what happens when you, when you raise teenagers and they become adults is, uh, it's less physically demanding, but it's way more emotionally demanding. Hmm. And so a lot of times your highs and lows of a week will be that like, there'll be one of your four kids that's really, really struggling. And, and as a parent, you long to, uh, Whatever that struggle is, take that away or you wish they would be making a different decision. And so you grieve over that. And so oftentimes um, we, you know, we can't control that. But that often is a low for us that that we'll just grieve over um, what we see. Um, one of our kids. And it's usually one of our kids. You're like, yeah. Usually it's like one at a time. Rarely all four, they <laughs> all like, oh, they're great. Like there's one that usually is like, yeah. Man, it's not
2: real- the same one, it's just to be not clear. The, no, no, no. It's, it's, <laughs> they yeah, rotate.
3: totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they, they rotate. They each have their, their, their <laughs> own time. But, but I would say a, a lot of, um, even recently, uh, the last few weeks, uh, our highs and lows are really around either celebrating uh, the joy or the intentionality of one of our kids um, or, or sometimes if, if we're grieving, if we're hurting we're, or we're frustrated or we're angry, it's, Oh, we wish that yeah. like, we wish they would be making a, a different decision. We know where this leads. Mm. Um, we want more than they want for themselves in any certain situation. And mm. so um, that's where you just have to, that's where you trust that um, how we're raising them, yeah. um, that yeah. they're, that that they're making these decisions, Um, and 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 we've handed them over and released them to God.
0: That's good. Love that. Well, you guys,
3: this has um, been
1: amazing. Yeah, this has been awesome. We love you guys.
0: Where can people find you guys on the internet? Zach, uh, nowhere. Are
1: you? Yeah. I, was <laughs> gonna I know. Say. I was going to
0: say. I was. I was trying to nowhere. search for you before this, and you were <laughs> nowhere out. to be found.
1: Zach, we you have you have no social again. media.
0: I love that.
3: Do you know how much freedom I have? Oh that, man! So so it's like it's a fire hydrant, right? You're either all the way in, or you're completely yeah. off because you you just feel like a poser or a loser if you're just <laughs> kind of yeah. You just got and so I've just chosen to be all. <laughs>
1: but you're not really because jenny brings you in a lot like you're seen it's not like a lot of
2: showing in fact he's so proud right now because on instagram i posted he and beth Moore next to each other yeah and (laughs) and he won that race y'all he beat beth Moore on likes and i mean that is a hard he is so proud of that he was like watching the running he's like i think i'm gonna keep in with more likes oh my god. i have 99
3: percent female friend requests <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah wonder why yeah,
2: yeah totally yeah. He, he doesn't uh make many showings but i yeah i do and it, it's it's a beast isn't it y'all know it yeah. is it um, is a total so i think beast. he probably watches my life and, and wants to keep it simpler mm-hmm. um so he's nodding yes really big yes, <laughs> and dramatically um so yeah instagram is probably where i spend most of my time and it's jenny s allen j-e-n-n-i-e-s Allen, A-L-L-E-N, and then Jenny Allen.com is kind of my website and anything else. Podcast will be there, everything else. So
0: awesome. Cool. Yeah.
2: And your new book, can you say what yeah, it is and when it comes out? Yeah. Well, the new book that I just turned in um, unofficially has the title Get Out of Your Head. And it's about our thought lives and the things that, um, that hold us captive oh, man. and it's going to come out in the new year and so yeah right. it's oh, you you all know that feeling yeah. of yeah. like turning ooh. that thing in it's oh, like, a bunch like of ooh, freedom God, that was harder than I thought yeah. every yep. time
0: yep um, well you've
2: done it many more times than <laughs> I. yes yeah. many more the times the one time we did not really I hate to tell you <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. and
0: then we we there's see. a new podcast as well that you're starting yeah
2: it's called Made for This and yeah it comes out July 1st boom so exciting awesome
0: well you guys this has been a lot of fun thanks for all the words of wisdom and your time
2: Thank you, guys. We
0: loved it. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys soon, I'm sure.
2: Okay, Thanks. bye, guys. guys. Bye. bye.
1: Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope it was encouraging to you whatever season of life you are in, but specifically if you're in ministry or if you and your spouse run a business together, um, we just feel like there's a lot of good nuggets in this episode yeah, definitely. speaking to that. And I know Jeremy and I, We're just taking notes and super encouraged. So hopefully if that's you, you are especially encouraged. Maybe you know someone who's in ministry or works together with their spouse. If so, would you guys just shoot a quick text with the link to this week's episode um, and just share it with a friend? And also we- Speaking
0: of sharing the podcast. Speaking of sharing,
1: um, don't forget, we buy five of you guys coffee every single episode release day. So all you got to do is- Screenshot today's episode on your phone and share it to your Instagram stories and tag behind the scenes podcast, Jeremy Roloff and Audrey Off and you are entered to win. We pick five winners every single episode. And we day.
0: email you, we just email the card we just email straight you to you. So super card. simple. All right. Well thanks for listening, you guys. Hope you enjoyed it and we'll talk to you in a couple of days.